Welcome to season one of Why Play Anywhere Else, a Sticks baseball podcast powered by JKR Baseball. We're the podcast by the players, for the players. My name is Jay Shrigling, and I'll be your host. With that being said, Arkansas Sticks president, Coach Chase Brewster, is always on the lookout to enhance the opportunities for all of his players across the country and enhance his program in general. We believe this podcast is another aspect to that goal. Be ready for some in-depth conversation and some genuine content here on the Why Play Anywhere Else podcast. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. sponsor is JKR Baseball. After starting as the JKR podcast less than two years ago, 2023 would be a year of expansion. That expansion not only includes this podcast, but the potential for an entire baseball podcast network. Other features and services include event management, collegiate baseball player branding, NIL advisement, and a new blog starting this spring. With with this expansion, we are now on the lookout for future young talent with similar mindsets. Are you a college or even a high school student that wants to work in baseball? JKR Baseball might be the place for you to get your foot in the door. If this sounds like something you may be interested in, contact me, Jay Shrigling, at 260-585-4388. But with that being said, let's dig into today's episode. And welcome back to episode number eight of Why Play Anywhere Else, the Sticks Baseball Podcast powered by JKR Baseball. We are the podcast for the players, by the players. Special guests today include 2025 Arkansas Baseball Commit Russ Martin, 2024 pitcher and center fielder Chris Hips, and 2024 second baseman Graham Hawkins. With that being said, super pumped to have all you guys on the show today. How are all you guys doing? Doing good. Doing great. Awesome. All right. So before we kind of dig into, you know, your guys' baseball careers, let's go ahead and have each of you guys introduce yourselves. Let's go ahead, start with Graham, go to Russ, and then to Chris. Um, just go ahead and introduce you guys, introduce yourselves. That way the audience can kind of get to know who you guys are. My name is Graham Hawkins. I go to Mod and I play second. That's about it. Uh, my name is Chris Hibbs, 2024, right-handed pitcher. About it. Uh, my name is Russ Martin. I'm a 2025 right-handed pitcher. I'm from Rosebud, Arkansas, and that's about it. Okay. All right. So let's kind of dig into, you know, obviously we're connected here through Coach Brewster and the Arkansas Sticks. Um, so just sticking with that same order, let's just go ahead and kind of go through your guys' story on how exactly you guys got connected with the Arkansas Sticks. I actually got connected playing through Southern Athletics when I was 10, and then it changed into sticks, and I've been with sticks ever since and got to know Brewster and kept playing with the sticks, and it's a great organization to play baseball with. Uh, I met um, the sticks. Oh. I met the sticks through uh, Evan, actually. I was playing with the prospects, and it wasn't going great, so I switched over to the sticks, and a great program that Brewster has. Love all the coaches. And teammates I have played with so far, absolutely great program, I have nothing to say. 
other than that? Um, it was a few years ago. Uh, Coach Brewster texted me, wanted me to play in a uh, sticks fall league, and um, played in that. Did pretty good, and went from there. And I went to Jupiter with the White Sox scout team um, this year, and we'll be playing with them from here on out. Okay. All right. So for Graham, kind of take us through. Um, the differences you've seen, you know, just from when Southern Athletics kind of went from, you know, just by themselves to now being a sticks organization. And then for Chris, what that was like, just the differences and how you how would you compare uh, the prospects compared to the sticks? Um, just, I guess, start with Graham, go to Chris. Um, how do you guys see like the comparison between the sticks and the other programs you guys have been a part of? Southern Athletics, there were some good tournaments, but it's nothing like Brewster's put us with, with some great athletes and overall just great ball. I love to be around great people and just get better athlete. Uh, me personally, the prospects, yeah, we went to places just in Arkansas, really. We didn't get out more out of state. But with Brewster, he, when he goes out of state and everything, and he actually puts stuff on Twitter and he gets you out there and seen by scouts and other colleges, which I really – liked which the prospects didn't do no hate on the prospects just Brewster seems like he cares more about the players and like their future in baseball all right so obviously coach Brewster he's a really good uh, relationship type of guy I mean I've known him now since this summer and that's kind of one of the first things I picked up on was just the types of relationships he has with his players um so let's just go ahead and flip that order around let's go to Russ to Chris to Graham uh, just have all three of you guys kind of dig into just the relationship you guys have with Coach Brewster, maybe from the time it kind of got started, your guys' first interaction with him, to now to kind of how it's evolved to where we're at at this point in time. Yeah, um, well, I was playing in Atlanta at East Cobb, and that was the first time I met Brewster. And met him in person, which is great. Got to know him a little bit, and then um, – like I said, a few years ago, he wanted me to play in his Sticks Fall League and um, gave me times to be there. And that's really where it started. And me and him have a pretty good relationship as of today. Okay. Chris? I met Brewster uh, in Fort Myers, Florida, a couple, like a year and a half ago when I played on Slayton's team. I met him there, and before the game, he wanted to see me pitch, which wasn't my turn to pitch during that game, but he told Coach Slayton to put me in there. And after the game, he came up to me and said how much of a good job I am. And then right after, like I think like five minutes after he put the Twitter out, I had a new PR on my fastball, and he already put it out there just to let everybody know. So that's the first time I met him. And then so far, he always checks up on me and, tells me how good I am in fall league and everything. He's a really good good person. I actually met him in our fall workout while we were just getting ready for the fall. And he was a great guy telling us how to be an, a better athlete and how to be an actual baseball player, come and dress to the field in different scenarios like that. Okay. And he's put a name there. Yeah, that's one big thing that I've kind of learned from all you guys just talking to everyone uh, that Coach Bruce is big into you guys showing up ready to go when you guys head to the field. 
Um, but one time that that didn't happen was when you guys were in Jupiter. Russ, I know you were part of that team. Graham and Chris, I don't believe you guys were. But Russ, kind of dig through kind of what that experience was like in Jupiter for you, uh, just in terms, you know, wearing those White Sox scout uniforms, being in the Marlins clubhouse. Kind of take us through what that Jupiter experience was like for you. Yeah, um, it was my first time being there and being there so young, it was kind of overwhelming at first seeing all the scouts and all the golf carts. I mean, that was probably the craziest thing about it was golf carts lined up around, like around the fences and stuff. But um, like you said, the clubhouse, that was a really great experience. Being able to walk in there and get changed at the field instead of having to come into your jersey. And, I mean, just the experience being able to go to the batting cages and having access to all that stuff. And you get to – being in that uh, locker room, you see a few pro, pro guys uh, walking around there. And, I mean, that just whole experience was pretty awesome. Yeah. So how did you end up playing there in Jupiter? I know you are a younger guy. So did you get quite a few innings as a younger guy or were you kind of there just to, you know, I guess just get that experience and be ready for the next couple of years? Well, um, I, I pitched a few innings and it was more of an experience thing for me and um, him wanting me to be back there that next year and wanting me to get to know it. Yeah. So I can, going forward be better so for for you when obviously you're going out to the mound and you're just seeing you know golf cart after golf cart after golf cart how do you kind of go about you know keeping that tunnel vision and still kind of focusing on just your at the game of baseball instead of focusing on you know how many eyes are actually watching you at that point uh so this has actually been one of my best suits at pitching is being able to block out what's around me now like these dugouts will be chirping at me and stuff like that. And I'm able to block that out and just focus on that mitt when I'm pitching. Okay. And that's one thing that I'm glad I have because it, it it can get kind of scary out there sometimes. I'm sure. Um, So you talk about, you know, how that's one of your strengths is just kind of having that tunnel vision. So let's go ahead. Let's go to Graham, to Chris, to Russ. Um, Just kind of take us through, you know, what maybe your guys' personal scouting reports are. Let's say you are a scout watching your guys' games. Uh, what would be just that write-up in terms of, you know, your strengths, your weaknesses? What does that scouting report look like? Uh, My strengths are just working really hard and always trying to put out 100% effort all the time. And probably one of my weaknesses is running. I'm not the fastest kid in the w world. And I'm only – I'm at 5'8", so a little kid you can easily get passed up. But So I have to work a lot harder than the rest of the people. Uh, I'd like to say probably my worth ethic, ethic and how I bring myself upon the mound and how I present myself towards other teams and coaches. And my weakness would probably be – uh, trying to block out most stuff. Uh, my emotions on the mound's okay, which is getting better, but that's probably one of my weaknesses is showing a little bit too much emotion. Um, I'd, I'd say that I'm a, a really competitive pitcher, and I don't I don't like to lose when I'm on the mound. I like to I like to win and strike out whoever I can. And um. One of my strongest suits is probably my fastball. 
being up there in the 90s and it having a pretty high spin rate for my age. And um, I'd say one of my weaknesses is probably my speed. I wish I was a lot faster because being in high school at such a small town, I, I bat in a three hole and not being not so fast, being kind of slow, it's kind of hard to, it's kind of, because I have to steal bases for my high school team and that's kind of tough. So for Russ, are you planning on going to Arkansas, you know, as a two-way player or planning on just being a PO when you head to Fayetteville? Uh, strictly being a PO. Okay. All right. So going ahead with, I guess we'll start with Chris and then go to Russ. Uh, kind of take us through, you know, your guys' favorite travel ball memories in terms of, you know, messing around in the hotel room, doing something within the game. Kind of take us through what some of those favorite travel ball memories are. One of my favorite uh, memories is probably going to Iowa this past year with my team. We went to the Field of Dreams. It was so fun. Everybody acted like we were family forever. And well, the team I was on, half the kids were from, like, Arkansas, and then the other half was from New York. New York. So the bond that we had with all of us was absolutely insane for, like, never seeing each other being that far apart and just coming together as a team and a family and messing around and having a great time. And that was probably one of our best, like, ever – tournaments we've ever played in so that was probably my favorite favorite uh, memory this past year um i'd probably have to say my favorite was going to jupiter with it being one of the biggest tournaments that there is in travel ball and um like you were saying the experience i had going into the marlins clubhouse wearing that white Sox jersey and just being a part of Brewster's team was – it was just really fun. Got to meet a lot of new kids and see a lot of old ones that I had played with in the past that have grown up and just seeing how different they are now. Yeah. All right, so kind of let's flip around that order, go from Russ to Chris to Graham. Uh, who just when you guys are playing you know, with the Arkansas Sticks – um, who are some of the other teammates that you guys have, you know, just built relationships with? And who are some of those guys that, you know, you have the closest bonds with? Um, I have to say, like, Mark Brissy. He's 2025, also Arkansas commit. And, I mean, me and him have played against each other since we were little as could be. And, I mean, that's – just been that bond just playing against each other it was really fun also uh another one Lawson Ward he's a 24 um I, I played with him when I was 11 or 12 and he caught me and he was probably my favorite catcher that I've ever um thrown to and he got to catch me this this year in Jupiter and it felt like old times, like we had used to do. Uh, one of mine is probably playing in Memphis in the perfect game tournament, playing a lot of good teams, a lot of well-known teams, and knowing more of the players. It's kind of a we had new team for us, so we just learn each other and making more friends and then messing around the hotels, swimming, playing football in the pool, things like that. 
All right. So keeping with that same order, going from Russ to Chris to Graham, uh, what are you guys wanting to fix most? You know, as we flip from this calendar year from 2022 to 2023, uh, what are you guys wanting to fix most in your game uh, before, you know, that spring season starts for high school ball? Uh, I definitely have to say my change up. And I've always been a fastball, curveball guy. And I'm, I'm wanting to implement that change up in there to have that three pitch rotation and I've thrown it this past summer and it it didn't really work out for me as well as I wish it would so I'm really wanting to work on that uh, I have quite a bit of uh, things I want to work on mostly velo on my fastball and then I want to put more size on me right now because I'm not very tall. I'm only 5'11", so I want to put size and muscle into my legs and get some more muscle in my upper body and also work on my couple more pitches I'm working on, probably a splitter and a couple other, like, cutters, change-ups. I would say being in the weight room more, trying to get bigger, and I need to be a more consistent hitter. I have my spurts and then my struggles and slumps but I, I just need to work on being more consistent and trying to just get more base hits and not try to be a home run hitter okay all right so taking that question just a little bit further kind of sticking with that same lineup um what are some of your guys as you know just goals for you know the entire entirety of 2023 so high school travel baseball fall ball uh, what are some of those goals you guys have um just throughout this entirety of 2023 um, well, we've been, I've been working and, uh, trying to get my velo up. I'm wanting to get to that 95 off the mound. So that's a big milestone for me. And, um, I do this thing where I hit off the tee to build velo. And that's from the past that has like my, uh, exit velo off the tee has been my mountain velo. So getting that exit velo up without throwing being in December, not really throwing 100% yet, that will help me build my velo up. Uh, you cut out, what was the question again? Um, so some of your guys' goals for just the entirety of 2023, so for high school travel, fall ball just what some of some of those goals are uh i would definitely say for me to hit that 90 mark i mean i'm hitting high 80s right now but if i just get a little bit more weight on and get more muscle and throw off the mound harder hit that 90 mark i think that really helped me help me out to the long run well one of my goals this year is to start talking to some colleges i haven't actually seriously talked to a college yet and I just need to be a more consistent hitter to do that and clean up my fielding. Okay. All right. So let's kind of dig into, you know, just high school baseball here a little bit for all three of you guys. So I know, uh, Graham, you play in Texas. It looks like yes, Russ and Chris, you guys are in Arkansas. Um, so kind of 
staying with that same order, can I take us through kind of what last season was like for you in terms of, you know, how you guys played personally and at the team level and kind of what that outlook is on this upcoming spring, whether or not you guys are, you know, looking to compete at that regional state level, um, how that kind of looks for all three of you guys. Um, so last year, uh, our team, we went, we only lost one conference game and that was to a, a, a really good team. Um, I pitched in that game for conference championship and they just, they just hit me around just a really good team all around. And, um, we ended up making it to state. And it was our only our third time in school history to make it to state. We ended up losing first round, but just being able to repeat history like that for a little bit of that time was it felt really good. But this year, um, we're wanting we're wanting to try to make it past that first round. Try to go all the way if we can. Because we've got um, a few more kids coming up that I think will help us out. My school, we aren't really known for sports. Uh, very small town. We haven't went to state or districts. We haven't went to state like ever. And we haven't went to districts in like 10 plus years. Uh, so this year we're trying to change that. We have Quite a few people that are pretty good. I mean, we should be able to make it at least a districts. But other than that, state level, I don't know. That's kind of a reach. But anything can happen in baseball. So I'm just hoping that my team actually shows up and plays. And so do I. And we make it to districts and state for the first time in a while. Last year, I played really well during the season and then it hit playoffs and I kind of slumped off, I think because of all the pressure, but one of my great memories was when I was in the second round, I went six innings with 97 pitches and we got to the next round and we got, we lost out in round three, but it was a real struggle because we're not really known for baseball and we have to work really, really hard because we have really good people in our district. So we're really lucky to make it to round three and hopefully further next year. Okay. All right. So digging into that competition level, I know, Graham, you kind of just talked about that there. Um, obviously, Texas high school baseball is legit. Arkansas baseball is legit. Um, so just kind of flip around, go to Graham, to Russ, to Chris. Um, what does that competition level look like for where you guys are at in the states of Texas and Arkansas when it comes to, you know, you guys' spring schedule, who you guys are playing? Uh, what does that competition level look like? Uh, we play some really good teams. Y'all would put, probably not know them, but they're like teams that will go out and work really hard. Really, all the teams we play are just grind schools, and we have to work really hard to be good. And people have some dudes on their team, but the comp is really good in our district. We have about 10 teams, so it's a dog fight to get in the playoffs. And it's just really good competition in our area. Um, well, being only 3A, you don't have really that many kids to make a one single team really good. 
but you will find a few teams that have a few players that will make their team really good. And um, also this spring, we are playing um, in a tournament and we'll play Texarkana High. And um, that will be a really fun game to play, to play in. And um, yeah, just love having a competition um, pitching against some of these kids. Even in 3A, you have a few D1 commits. Like, I pitch in that um, – we play in the same conference as Kate Smith, who plays for the Sticks, and he's a Razorback commit. Uh, Competition is pretty hard where I am at, especially since our school is kind of small compared to the rest of the 4As we play against. Uh, especially Shiloh. Shiloh's always up there. And Harrison. We played Harrison before. And the competition we play against is always has more players than us or better than us because we've always lacked size. And to be honest, like hard work and ethic at this school. So to be able to play against people that are, are difficult makes me better and my team better. So I'm also grateful for that, whether we lose or win. It's just about competition and it doesn't matter how big or small your school is. You'll always be able to get looked at by how well you play and how well your coaches get you out there. So I'm just hoping our team can turn around this year. Okay. So besides, obviously, you you three on your guys' high school teams, um, for just people who, you know, you're going out, you're watching, you guys play high school baseball, who are some other guys on your guys' team to be on the lookout for in terms of, you know, uh, just guys who are going to go out and dominate here this spring You guys, you got in your guys' minds? I got two on my team. One's a shortstop. His name's Brock Windham. He's a 2025. And then we have Evan Acosta, our first baseman. He's going to be graduating this year in 2023. Uh, like I said, uh, we have one coming up. He's a freshman this year. His name's Jaden Bell. And um, he's been going through a program, a throwing program with me. And he has done. He has shuffled thrown 92 as a freshman, and it's pretty good to have that on your team for 3A and that just coming out of the blue. And I look forward to playing with him next year. I'll probably have to say uh, our third baseman or outfielder, he's the same grade as I am. He's a lot bigger than me. He can also, he can hit pretty well, a lot better than I can. He could throw about mid-80s, and he's pretty good at fielding, which is really good, which we need. And he's a pretty good arm, especially for 4A, because we don't have a lot of pitchers. So at this point in the offseason, obviously we're heading right into winter break. I'm sure all you guys are at, like, finals week or close to finals week coming up. Um, what does this kind of like the off-season training look like right now? And in terms of, you know, when you guys do come back from Christmas break or winter break, like how soon is it until you guys, you know, start ramping up with the team and doing a little bit more team workouts than what you guys are doing right now? Uh, when we get back, it'll probably be in January where we start really getting into baseball and thinking a lot about it. But right now I'm just hitting in the cage and filling ground balls indoors. Try, trying to find some good fields to play on. And anytime I can just work at it and get better, I'll do that. 
um, with team stuff, our uh, high school, um, most of our better players, most of our better baseball players also play basketball. And that kind of like interferes with each other. And we don't really, we won't really get to practice that much before our first game. But me, I, um, every week, Wednesday and Sunday, I'll go up to our field house at the school and do a throwing program with a lift and sprint work and all that stuff. Well, we, we'll probably start back up um, in January. But like he just said, basketball interferes with baseball and half of our kids that play are on basketball. So we won't actually have a full team practice probably until after that, and like before our first game, exactly like he said. But I usually go to the weight room four, five times a week, hitting in legs and arms, and then I do a throwing program, a lot of long toss, plyo balls, as well as stretching out your arm and body, getting in the cold baths, and yeah. All right, so uh, flipping that word around, let's go to Chris, to Russ, to Graham. Um, I know, Russ, I know you said you played in that Sticks Fall League, and that's kind of how you got connected with the Arkansas Sticks. Um, but for all three of you guys, did you guys all play in the Sticks Fall League at some point, or is it only Russ? Uh, yes, sir, I did. Okay, perfect. So that was Chris that just said that, right? I did also. Yes, so yeah. all three of you guys? Yes, sir. Okay, perfect. Yes, sir. Um, so just go ahead, go with that order, Chris to Russ to Graham. Uh, take us through what that Sticks Fall League experience was like, you know, what it, when it comes to, you know, like what the day-to-day, -day, the schedule looks like, the competition. Uh, kind of take us through what your experience overall was in that Sticks Fall League. All right, so let's go ahead, Russ and Graham, uh, go ahead and kind of give us, you know, your experiences um, in that Sticks Fall League. Uh, so, like I said, it was two years ago, so it would have been me actually – it was a year ago, so I would have been going into my ninth grade year. And he had, he puts the teams together for freshmen all the way up to seniors. And me pitching against that um, those upperclassmen was a really good experience for me. And I, I got to pitch against basically North Little Rock High School because they had a team, and it was most of – Little Rock together, and that's a seven A school that is that they have a really good baseball program too. Uh, this fall, I played Mount Pleasant. We put we would play a doubleheader like every Saturday. There's some really good competition, but a lot were out because they play football. And that's pretty much the fall sport, but it was really good fall. It's a great competition, and a lot of good kids showed up and played. Oh, I'm right. back, by the way. All right, Chris. So, did you hear that question I asked, or no? No, sir. Um, so just kind of dig through your sticks fall league experience when it came to you know, like, um, I guess the day to day, the competition level. Just kind of take us through what that sticks fall league was like. Uh, I played in Russellville, Arkansas, which was honestly a really good experience at Arkansas Tech's field. It was really good. My team was pretty pretty solid. There was a lot of young people, and like he said, a lot of people were playing football, which is a fall sport, so there wasn't that many kids, but it was still 
enough kids there for pretty good competition and really good overall games. So I was honestly pleased with how they had everything set up. And Evan Ham was also down there setting everything up. She did an amazing job. I really loved it. All right, so let's kind of dig into the actual on-the-field stuff with all three of you guys. Uh, so let's go ahead, go to Graham, to Russ, to Chris. Um, Each of you guys kind of take me through, you know, what your hitting approach is when it comes to, you know, on the on-deck circle, walking up to the batter's box, what's going through your mind. And then after that, for you pitchers, kind of take us through your pitching repertoire as well and what some of those pitches are looking like. Of course, when I'm on the on-deck circle, I'm always trying to get my timing down. And then when I get in the box – always focus really on outside. A lot of pitchers like love to go outside. And so I'd rather hit an outside pitch than not being able to be able to hit it and focus on inside. And so my, my approach is really big oppo and up the middle. But when somebody throws it inside and just crank on it. And then when you're on the mound or like, so when you are on the mound, do you have a like multiple pitches? I know you said for the most part, you, worry about second base and hitting. So do you have like a, a like a multi-pitch repertoire or for the most part, are you kind of just up on the mound whenever you need to be? Uh, for my high school, I'm a big pitcher, but I, I have fastball, curveball, slider, and changeup, and sometimes a knuckleball. But, of course, I'm just – I'm one of those guys that can just get up there and throw strikes and try to get us on. Um, for me, uh, from the pitching standpoint, when I I look at my batter first to see where they are in the lineup, when I – towards uh, the lower part of the lineup, I'll mainly focus on um, just trying to throw a strike. And if I don't need to go off speed, I won't. And with the that top part of the lineup, depending on what it is or who it is. If it's a leadoff, um, I'll start fastball. And I'll, I like to paint the outside corner, make them chase it, and then I'll throw that curveball in the outside corner, and it'll drop uh, down and make them chase it. And, some, and I can locate my curveball for a strike, too, whenever I need it to. All right, and then for Chris, kind of take us through what, you know, your hitting approach and then your pitching repertoire as well. Uh, I'll start with pitching because I'm not really – I don't hit a lot. But I'll start with pitching. Usually, like he said, bottom of the lineup, I usually just look at them and see where they are in the lineup and kind of like where they stand in the batter's box. Because if they're really high on the plate, I try to cut them back inside with like a two-seam fastball. Or if they're like far off the plate, I go outside or – I work backwards, especially with the top of the lineup. I usually work backwards depending on, like, who it is and everything. And my pitches, I got four-seam, a two-seam, a change-up, as well as a slider, curveball, and a cutter, and also a splitter that I have. So I like to always change it up, make them look, make them keep on guessing because they don't know what I'm going to throw. That's usually what I try to do. All right, so let's kind of dig into, you know, the college side of things when it comes to all three of you guys. Russ, obviously, you're committed to Arkansas. Chris and Graham, you, you guys are, might be in the middle of that recruiting process, whatever it looks like. Um, So for Russ, we'll start off with you. Uh, kind of take us through what, you know, that recruiting process was, kind of when it started, and what ended you up there at Arkansas. 
Um, so about a year ago is when they really started looking at me and they would come watch me. I went to a camp, a prospect camp there and talked to coach Hobbs after I pitched and he said he liked what he saw, but my Vila wasn't there. And that was my main key to focus on that next season. And they watched me through tournaments and, um, I kept going to these camps and a week before that, uh, a week before the camp that I got offered at, I went to Mizzou at a camp there, got an offer. And then I went to the next week, I went to the camp at Arkansas and this is actually a really cool story. How I committed, uh, um, did my pitch, my, did my pitching, and Coach Hobbs called me back and took me and my parents into an office, and we talked. He offered me, and um, me and my dad were like, we want to go home, talk about it, see what everybody thinks with the family and stuff. And we, after the camp, we pull out, and we get about a quarter mile down the road. My dad pulls into a, a Brahms restaurant. He, he asked me, he's like, what are we doing? And I was like, I don't know. And we turn back around. I go onto the field because there's another camp right after that one. I walk down to Coach Hobbs and I say, Coach, I want to be a Razorback. And he was like, that's awesome, man. And then it just went from there. Okay. So, I mean, you did kind of commit, you know, somewhat early into your high school career, which is, you know, very common when it comes to high school prospects who are going to some power five schools. Um, but if you were to, you know, just maybe hold out on that recruiting process in terms of the commitment, what would have been, you know, a few key things you would have been looking at uh, when it came to, you know, comparing a couple of those universities that you were going, uh, could have potentially gone to? Uh, definitely would have been, um, it would have been like the way they can get me to progress through my uh, career and help me get better at my game. And that's something that Arkansas I've seen can do. They have a really great pitching program and they have really good facilities. And I mean, that's just my favorite part about it was having those good facilities and being to an, uh, to a few other college campuses, they were really nice, but I, in my opinion, they couldn't compare. Yeah. All right. So kind of move ahead to Graham and Chris, uh, kind of take us through where you guys are at right now in terms of maybe the motivation to go play co uh, collegiate baseball or in terms of maybe not and where you guys are kind of sitting at in that recruiting process right now, Chris, we'll go ahead and start with you. And then Graham, uh, you can kind of follow up on that as well. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I'm just a junior still. I haven't done my junior season yet. But here this fall, I've been going to quite a bit of camps. And there's been a couple couple of uh, colleges that's been looking at me but still has to offer me, which is fine. But I've been going to a lot of camps. I've been trying to show off what I got and everything. I've been sending emails to coaches from colleges, sending them my highlight reel and showing them 
like by a high school set schedule so they can show up and watch me play. That's usually what I'm doing right now. A lot like what he said, I've been going to the camps and getting my uh, highlights out to everyone. And it's just a grind knowing that I could commit if I worked hard enough. And I really do want to play college baseball later in my life. All right, guys. So just got a couple more questions here for you guys before we know we end off the podcast. Um, so when you guys are heading to college here, I mean, a couple of you guys are a couple years away, Rush, you're three years away. Uh, but what does that look like in terms of, you know, something you might, you know, want to study when you head to school or maybe what some of those plans are uh, beyond the game of baseball? My plans are, so I want to major in sports medicine or being a trainer for uh, any college later on. Baseball doesn't work out. I'm really into, like, sports, like what uh, Dr. Cox does with the Razorbacks, helping out little kids and with arm problems or any health problems is really what I strive to be and good at in case baseball doesn't work out. But I'm always trying to get to college and maybe even at the next level for baseball. Okay. Uh, I feel like being a coach would be pretty cool. And if baseball doesn't work out, just to coach kids and teach them what I have learned in the past years. Uh, I've really been looking at being a mechanical engineer because I'm good at math. It'd be awesome just to go play college baseball while getting that engineering degree, maybe paid for, and playing baseball at the same time would be great. Okay. All right. So down to my final three questions here on the Why Play Anywhere Else podcast. Um, I got three questions that are kind of, you know, a rapid fire that I kind of end off every episode with here on the podcast. Um, so let's just kind of st uh, stick to one lineup here. Go to Russ, to Chris, to Graham. Uh, kind of with these three questions, we'll stick with that lineup. But um, when it, the first question, when it comes to, you know, motivations, what is it that kind of, you know, just motivates you guys to, you know, get up out of bed, go get 1% better every day? What are some of those motivations for you guys here in life and within your baseball career? Um, just seeing what my future holds. Um, being committed to Arkansas, I just got to live up to that expectation. I've got to work even harder now that I am committed. And that is what really pushes me to work harder and get better at my game. Okay. For me, I would have to say, knowing if I don't get up and get out of bed and start working out, someone else is. So I need to tell myself, someone else can take your spot if you're not going to work for it. Uh, someone else would rather be in your place if you're not going to work for it. There's kids out there that don't have anything that would take – it would do literally anything to be where I'm at or even the people on this podcast where they're at. So I don't take that for granted at all. I get up, I do my job, I go work. For me, it's my goal to be a college baseball player. I get up every day, work out. And when I say I don't want to, I always think about back in my head, other kids want to, and they don't have the ability that we have on this podcast or anything like that. So that's my goal, just – get up every day and work hard and maybe get a scholarship to go play big college baseball. Okay. All right. So guys, uh, let's go ahead. Let's kind of move the clocks forward 20 years from now. What does the perfect picture of your guys's lives look like? Everything's going right. What does that picture look like here in 20 years from now? 
Um, probably either being retired from the MLB or uh, still playing, and that would be awesome for me. I'd I'd love to play baseball as long as I can, and because it's just the game that I love. Uh, for me, I would hope that beyond the retirement from the MLB as well, like he said, and hopefully I play for the Yankees. It's my favorite team. I would love that. I mean, I just hope I leave a good legacy, not for myself, but for any other younger people out there. And even when I do have kids, they can look up to me and see what I've, everything I've done and be astonished and do great things with their life. For me, it's about the same, being either playing for the MLB or retired and just leaving a note where everyone knows where I started from and just playing baseball as long as I can. Okay. All right, guys, down to the final question here on the podcast. Um, so this is one question, you know, I kind of ask for, you know, my personal podcast and for the podcast here with the sticks just to end off every podcast. And that is, what is your guys' favorite baseball brand? Go ahead, kind of keep that same lineup from Russ to Chris to Graham. What is that favorite baseball brand? Um, being a pitcher, I really like to customize my gloves. So I'd like to – I think Pro 44 is my favorite brand. All right, guys, that's going to be the last question here on the Why Play Anywhere Else Sticks Baseball Podcast powered by JKR Baseball. Um, really appreciate you guys coming on the show here today. Um, it's going to launch, like I said, there in early February. Um, so I just want to wish you guys the best of luck, you know, as you guys head into, you know, the spring season here, travel ball season with the Arkansas Sticks and Coach Brewster, Coach Slayton, uh, Coach Blaine, Coach Sullivan, all those guys. Uh, just best of luck here the rest of your guys' careers. And I do really appreciate you guys coming out here on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you for having me. For having us. Yeah, thank you.